0: It's only a kick, a jump, a block, it's only a serve, it's only a tackle, a run, it's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Without further ado, it's time for... The Other Side of Midnight presents... Commendations. I want to commend uh, these kayakers who helped rescue a pilot after a small cr- p- small plane crashed uh, in, in uh, Maryland. John Galeen used a kayak and a shovel to cross the ice to rescue this pilot from the frozen waters of Beard Creek after witnessing this crash from his home. Really wild story, and I'm sure a lot of our listeners on WCBM in Baltimore are familiar with this area, but you had this small plane crash into Beard's Creek shortly after takeoff, and the, the, the pilot was a 71-year-old man. And the um, it's just such a incredible story of heroism. And uh, my compliments to jo- John Galeen and the other kayakers involved In this rescue here. Uh, I want to commend as well a dog named Artemis. Yes, that's right. I don't know if they call him Artie for short. This is a good dog. A golden retriever named Artemis from Louisiana has been hailed as a hero for protecting young girls lost in the woods for hours. He helped protect his seven-year-old and four-year-old owners who were lost in the woods for four hours. He's their family dog, and he is being praised by everybody because this dog, Artemis, protected these two young girls who wandered off and got lost in the Louisiana woods for hours. Abigail and her four-year-old sister, Cecilia, were reported missing in Louisiana. They were accompanied by their golden retriever. So this dog protected these, these two little girls. The girls wandered off more than a mile, and the family dog laid on top of them to protect them when they got tired. And um, you got to give credit to a dog like this. This is a good dog. This is an absolutely wonderful dog. Those golden retrievers, I'll tell you, they live up to the stereotype. Hey, speaking of animals, I also have to give a commendation to... A Michigan chicken by the name of Peanut. Because it looks like Peanut, at 20 years old, just might be the oldest living chicken in the world. That's right. Marcy Parker Darwin of Waterloo, Michigan. Isn't it interesting that we have another story about Waterloo today? Yesterday was Waterloo, Iowa. Today is Waterloo, Michigan. Tomorrow's going to be Napoleon. Um, this woman is uh, seeking Guinness official Guinness world record recognition for this pet chicken, Peanut, who is believed to be the oldest chicken in the world at the age of 20. So we'll we'll see. It looks like this is forthcoming, but uh, there seems to be, this seems legitimate. They seem to have all Peanuts ducks in a row, or at least all his chicken eggs in a row. All right. I want to give a commendation to Sunnyvale, California. That's right. Sunnyvale, California. They have been ranked the happiest city in America. The um, website Smart Asset, reviewing 13 metrics based on personal finances, well-being, quality of life, They ranked 165 of the nation's largest cities to find where Americans are happiest. And California did very well. Six California cities landed in the top ten, with Sunnyvale ranking number one. Very impressive. Congratulations to you, if you live in Sunnyvale. Hey, I have to give a commendation to a pro wrestler I used to follow for years... And that is Hacksaw Jim Duggan. Hacksaw Jim Duggan, a pro wrestling legend. He's the one. He would uh, run around carrying a two-by-four and uh, putting his thumb up in the air. He was kind of a wild man. He would wear a beard. And he would uh, carry the American flag. It's uh, USA, USA. So he put his wrestling skills and his brawn to the test. He lives in South Carolina. And last week, he saved himself and his wife from an intruder using only his wrestling skills and his 44 Magnum to take down this individual that was trying to break into their house. So on December 8th, the Duggins faced an unexpected surprise when a man claiming that men were going to kill him pounding, you know, started pounding on the door frantically for help so hacksaw thought it was a home invasion but further explained why the man was running in the first place duggan uh, said that he was in his home when he heard pounding on the door the man burst into his home falling to the ground he grabbed the man and threw him out onto his front porch and performed a wrestling technique to pin him to the ground and thankfully everybody was okay he gets the 44 magnum which can be a pretty intimidating gun if you've ever seen one. And he gets him down on the ground. He's screaming, help me, help me, they're trying to kill me. The pro wrestler relayed that he soon realized his first impression had been wrong. It wasn't a home invasion. He and his wife live in the country, in South Carolina, with 10 acres on a dirt road, surrounded by a fence and a big gate. And they usually leave the door open for their pets at night. So he sees, Jim Duggan sees nobody else come in. He pushes him down. He's screaming, other guys are coming to kill him. <laughs> he can hear people out in the dirt road yelling, we're going to get you. So Hacksaw recalled uh, exactly, you know, what the guy had said initially, that these guy this guy claimed that people were after him. So he grabs his gun, tells the man to keep quiet while his wife calls 911. And the Kershaw County Sheriff's Department arrives at the scene. And uh, this is wild. This is absolutely wild. Apparently, according to what uh, Jim Duggan had told Fox News Channel, the man had a restraining order against him from a young girl um, who lived in one of the houses down the road. There are only five or six houses along the road. He broke into their house or something, it was her brother and uncle. And um, the two guys had pistols. They pistol whipped him. They chased him down the road. And the man was seeking help from other people. But it wasn't until he got to Duggan's house that he climbed over the fence, lost his shoes, and broke into the house. So it's a wild wild story. It's a wild story. And it goes to show you that Jim Duggan, pro wrestler or not, is not somebody to be trifled with. I want to uh, commend Johnny Kawand. Johnny Kawand is one of the best Santa Clauses in Beirut and maybe one of the best Santa Clauses outside of the North Pole in the entire world. You know, I have a friend of mine who masquerades as Santa Claus sometimes, and he came over and spent some time with Carmine the other day. And I really appreciate it. He looks great. He was very good. He played the part well. And I sent some photos to my family. Because they always like seeing good Carmine photos. And my sister Claudia said, ah, that's a scrub Santa. And I was really offended by that. And I said, why? Why do you say that? She says, any Santa Claus that can't grow his own beard is a scrub Santa. Listen to what this IT worker in Beirut by the name of Johnny Kawand does. He's been dressing up as Santa Claus for over a decade. His preparations are so intense that he actually spends... (laughs) about five months growing a Santa Claus-style beard. Times are tough in Lebanon, and it's no secret that Christmas can bring the religiously diverse population of that so often war-torn country together, and uh, he is apparently one of the best Santas out there. I want to give a commendation to regular exercise. Now, every day we could do a different segment, about how exercise is beneficial to you physically, how exercise is good for your brain. This is something that I think is worth noting as we head into a triple-demic of flu, RSV, and COVID. This new study has found that men and women who worked out at least 30 minutes most days are four times more likely to survive COVID than inactive people. Now, on the one hand, it really shouldn't surprise a lot of people because we know that uh, if you are obese or overweight, you're much more likely to have a tougher time with COVID than if you're in really good shape. But it is nice to know that this study found that exercise in almost any amount reduced people's risk for a severe COVID infection. Even people who worked out for as little as 11 minutes a week, a week. This made me feel good because some days it's tough for me to get the 11 minutes in experienced lower risk of hospitalization or death from COVID. This is a real study, uh, and it was done by a uh, clinical professor at Kaiser Permanente Bernard Tyson School of Medicine in L.A. Uh, So I think um, that's great news. So if you don't want to die from COVID, you know, step on a treadmill once in a while. I want to commend these two heroic Indianapolis women who led cops to a kidnapped baby— and the kidnapping suspect in Indiana. Baby Kaysen Thomas went missing from Columbus, Ohio last Monday. Nala Jackson, a twenty-four-year-old woman, was identified as the suspect. She was also accused of kidnapping Kaysan's twin brother. So Cheyenne Delmar encounters this woman at an Indianapolis gas station, though she didn't realize it. The uh, newspaper out there, the Indianapolis Star, broke the story initially. And Cheyenne Delmar said she bought toys from Jackson and gave her a ride to a family dollar store. During that drive, this woman, Nala Jackson, starts acting erratically. And Cheyenne Delmar starts surreptitiously taking video on her phone. She sends that video to her cousin... And they both realized that this woman looked like a kidnapping suspect they had seen in the news. Listen to them what happens. Nayla Jackson agrees to meet Cheyenne Delmar again. Delmar and her cousin cooked up a plan to take Jackson to a store and call the cops. But when the two women called the police, she and her cousin, They were unable to convince authorities they were actually traveling with a kidnapping suspect. Can you imagine? So Delmar and her cousin feared that taking Jackson to a police station would only cause her to run away. The cops called Delmar back while she's driving on the interstate highway, and Delmar was finally able to convince them to conduct a traffic stop to see this woman for themselves, the kidnapper. But even after officers pulled over the car... They still weren't convinced. Imagine this. This woman has convinced a kidnapper to come back into a car with her and go on this long trip. And the police are saying, well, yeah, we're not seeing it. It's not her. So they finally, Delmar and her cousin, had to pull out a mugshot and show it to a cop. And thankfully, that finally led to Jackson's arrest. I mean, this is a brave woman here. Cheyenne Delmar, Indiana, I commend you. I must also commend the um, Wesley Autry. Do you remember Wesley Autry back in 2007? He got a great deal. He was uh, basically famous for 15 minutes. He saved a film student's life in 2007 when he fell onto the subway tracks in Manhattan following a seizure. So, you know what happened to him this week? He won $52,820. He won the Publishers Clearinghouse Prize Patrol. That, those are the guys that, uh, that used to surprise you at the Super Bowl. Ed McMahon and Dick Clark. Remember, they used to come to your house. Publishers Clearinghouse with the huge checks. The subway hero of Harlem from 2007, he won it this week. So he he gets a Ford Bronco or the cash value of the Ford Bronco, $52,000. I love to see stories like this. Um, Guys that are heroic just for the sake of being heroic, and then good things end up happening to them. That's great. Um, Penultimately, I want to commend Saul Seltzer and a restaurant called Raising Cane's. Saul Seltzer is a Chicago native and a World War II veteran who this week celebrated his 100th birthday. 100th birthday. Now, that's it's impressive to be a World War II veteran. It's even more impressive to live to 100. And he went to his favorite restaurant in town, Raising Cane's. He's been eating lunch there every week for years. So when his friends found out, when his friends at the restaurant, Raising Cane's, that it was going to be his 100th birthday, they threw, they threw him a big party, And they uh, actually went so far as to um, serve. They they, they commemorated the celebration by making a $10,000 donation to Bright Focus Foundation, uh, one of Mr. Seltzer's favorite charities, because his wife suffered from macular degeneration. And not surprisingly, they gave him a free chicken finger meal for The rest of his life, which I think is nice. And finally, I want to commend my one-year-old son, Carmine William Morano. You might have heard on the radio program yesterday that on Christmas Day, he took his first steps. That's right. Has not really repeated that, but uh, he did walk unassisted for about, I don't know, 10 feet, I'll say. So it was uh, a real thrill to watch, I must say. All right. Uh, I did get the chance to speak with Lenore Scanese this morning when I was filling in for Sid Rosenberg. If you didn't get an opportunity to hear that discussion, please stay tuned. And if you did, uh, listen again. I'll be back in a few minutes and you can comment on it or you cannot comment on it. Lenore Scanese, we talk about uh, children with autism, how they communicate, and uh, an, a, just free-range parenting in general. We'll get into that straight ahead. The Other Side at Midnight with Frank Marano.